Today we're going to be testing you on your skills to locate a human and successfully abduct them. So uh, let's get you in the seat here. Alright, I'll just, uh, I guess I'll take a seat. Alright, seat. Uh, have you had any prior training before? Nope, first day on the job. First day, first day looking on the job. for humans. Well, I'm sure uh, you've heard all about it and uh, not too much we need to cover here, so uh, let's get you in down into the lower atmosphere here. Can you do that for me? Yeah, I'll just uh, move forward and whoa. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, we're low, we're getting low. Slow it down. Well, I, I, want, I want to be able to see the humans. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand we got some technology for that. You're not using your peepers. Now, uh, now did, did you bring a dog with you today? Uh, that is an earth dog that I picked up not long ago. Uh, Alright, well, that's a separate mission. That was a separate mission from the... Right, you're gonna have to put that dog away. Unless, uh, is that part of, uh, is that one of those... I, I thought maybe he helped me find humans today. Come here. Oh, I see. It's a human hunting dog. I thought he'd be more of a help to find humans that he seems to be getting away. Oh, there's some humans over there. Look, there's a whole, whole, All right, whole group whole group of them in a field there. Good job. All right. Good job, Spot. Alright, good. Well, I'm gonna have to get the, the tracking beam on there, just to be sure. And, uh, oh, see, you see how they can see us right now? You, you, you forgot to put up our, our visible shield, so uh, uh, turn that on. Ah, uh, they'll just blame it on the military. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's let me just fine. Let me just turn on the invisibility cloak shield now. Yep, that's alright. Uh, I'm gonna have to mark uh, an X on that, but that's alright. It's all a learning process. You know, that's gonna end up on somebody's blog. Uh, a lot of strange people are gonna read it. Yeah, just blame it on the military. Alright, good, good. Now, uh, which human would you like to take? Well, that was... Oh, that scrawny little fellow with the glasses. Let's take him. He's just reading a newspaper in the middle of the field. Oh, that, well, that's good. He didn't even seem to notice you. He's just reading a newspaper in the dark. Well, he doesn't seem too bright to me, so it might be a, an easy snatch. So let's 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 drop her down. Is that the, I just push the big red button here. Yep. Um, and that will first, that will abduct this human. That's, that's all it takes. It'll get 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 right in here in the ship. Now is it like a beam of light that's gonna like pull him up? It is a beam of light, but it's actually made of dark matter, and we actually have full control over whatever is within the light. So, so I'm just gonna aim and press the red button. All right, you got and our human is destroyed. Okay, um, you know, let's try this again next week. I don't think I don't think I got him. I got the newspaper. Yeah, you know what? You hit you hit the red button. It wasn't the red button we were looking for. Um, well, the whole the whole button, everything in the every button's red. You make a control panel, you give them all red buttons. Clearly, you haven't done your shade homework. Your your shades of red. So why don't you go back to the color spectrum, and we'll see you next Monday. Uh, hit the maroon button.
All right, welcome to Verdoom Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh. I'm your host here every week telling you all about the end of the world and how it's coming very soon. So get ready. Here with me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Tyler Shaftsma. Tyler, how are you? Hey, Brandon. You're keeping it real out there? You're, you're, you're staying alive? Staying uh, vigilant? Still staying alive. Back to vigilance. Back to, back to staying inside. Back to I, being... In its... The numbers are rising in the COVID again. Yeah, so. the, they, they seem to be. Uh, you and me, we've taken about a two-week break. Uh, we skipped a week. We were pretty busy. We're actually working on a TV show right now. Yeah. Oh, this is the thing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. That's, busy, uh, busy producing real content. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we were shooting that in Hamilton, which uh, has entered the red zone. So COVID, I, I didn't even know when they started doing color coding for this. Like, that's confusing. Like, thank God terrorism isn't happening right now, too, because we just get so confused with the colors. Well, usually anytime you're in a red zone, it's the worst zone you can be in. Yeah, and is colors the way to go? Because that's how they measure forest fire. And, like, when you go to a national park, like, how dangerous it is and how easy it is to start a forest fire. It's all color-coded. Well, I think that's why they use it, because we, we're used to the color codes now. It'd be weird if they're like, oh, you're in a number seven. Are they going to use numbers? Yeah, red seven. Uh, they're gonna. I feel like they might start breaking it down to those minuscule details because uh, they can't seem to figure out what the hell to do, right? I I'm, think. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm in London, Ontario. We're in orange. Probably going to be in red within two weeks. Yeah, like if you are in an orange zone, you know how the color wheel works. Red is coming up next. Or you can go the other way to yellow. You know, I don't pay attention enough as much as I used to with this shit. So it's like, what's... I don't know the difference. What Does that mean only four people at a table? Does that mean I can't go ride a bike at the gym? Which I don't. I don't do any of that. Yeah. I don't know. The restrictions are weird because we should... I don't know. I, don't, I feel like we've we wasted the good lockdown. <laughs> like, the one we had at the beginning. Like, clearly we were, you know, we were very scared of what was going to happen. But those numbers compared to what we have now... Like, we wasted a good lockdown. Like, we already been through some hardship. It would be way worse to go into full lockdown again. You think so? Like, you think people aren't ready to go into full lockdown again? Because the numbers are, aren't the numbers worse now than they ever were? So, like, it kind of makes that first lockdown feel like we, we locked down for that. We should be locking down for this. I know, that's what I mean, like, we wasted the good one. Like, we should have just, we took should have taken the precautions we're doing now, first time, and put everyone in their house this time, because just looking at the numbers, but, you know, we blew all, all our load in one. Like, and, you, and you don't think they'll do it again? You don't, I don't think they, 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 they hit, okay. businesses and stuff already took. With yeah. the first one, like the second one is, it's no fun. Yeah, and the, and the, the governments aren't prepared to pay people money again and they, 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 they forked out millions of dollars already they're not going to do it again so and like how long how many times can you go into lockdown and do this you know yeah that, that's true apparently there's a vaccine coming what do you what do you think of that tyler are you ready to get poked by a vaccine this early i don't know i believe that there is 
they've obviously been working on the vaccines and I don't think the vaccines are going to be littered with mind control and stuff. I think they are actually probably going to be to fight this virus. Yeah, um, I don't there's, my, there's mind control in many other places in our society. They don't just put it in their vaccines. It's mostly through our media. Yeah, but, uh, no, I think uh, I would get the vaccine. Yeah, ready ready to get poked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what, me too. You know, I used to be, I'm skittish of needles. Uh, I don't like getting any needles for any reason. Yeah. I will because I, I like I obviously know the benefits, but I'm well, just why uh, a little bitch. Why? Just a little bitch. Why? Just because you're a little bitch? There's no I, other I, reason. I don't know. To this point, like I get it, and you know I just tell the nurse I'm like you know uh, I might turn white and fall over. I can't like, help it. That's happened before with you. You yeah. you fainted while getting a needle because like is it it's a fear thing. I, it's I don't I'm not fearful anymore. I haven't been for years. It's just something my body does. I don't know. It's just the, the idea of something being injected and especially getting blood taken. That one I'm always out. That, that one I could probably do myself. I've had done so many times. Um, yeah. And I got such a big vein on my arm. I could probably, I could probably draw my own blood. Um, but I used to, I, when I was a child, I was afraid of needles like you. And I remember putting up a big stink to get them. And then I remember... Putting up a big stink, running out of the doctor's office, kicking and screaming, <laughs> and then finally going back in to get it, and then it's just like a little fucking poke, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't hurt. Oh and yeah, I, the poke. It's not the poke, man. It's you're the, not afraid I don't of the, know. You're not afraid of the poke because like, the idea of the injection. I don't know what it is. Like you can't even feel it, anything being injected, but that sometimes uh, you can. Sometimes you can feel the rush of stuff going. I've had a lot of you know I me. Mean, I've been in and out of the hospital, yeah. falling apart like a broken down Buick. But I've only had, like, a few needles, like, I've had a lot of needles, and right now it's been a while since I've had a needle, but I'm pretty used to them, and I know you just sit, and it's over with quicker than you, quicker no, than totally. that, you spend more time in that fear than it actually takes them to poke you and inject you with whatever they need to inject you, or take the blood, like, drawing the blood, like, they poke you, and then I've had it where they've had 10 or... 15 tubes of blood that they got to pull. Jesus, like, even thinking about that for me, like, I don't know what alarms go off in my body where there's just, like, they're taking all the blood. (laughs) It's it's actually so much less than you think. Like, even what you see in those tubes, those tubes are actually really thick. Like, they're only getting, like, millimeters of blood. It looks like they're taking a lot of blood, and your body's got a ton of blood. I trust Um, it does. It's not that. I, I don't know what it is. And you know what? Should I go see a hypnotherapist? I don't know what to do. You know what the worst part is? Watching the news, even just the local news, whenever they talk about, you know, the flu shots or vaccines or taking blood, they always show footage of it, and it's always like a super long shot. It's not like, you know, they'll have a bunch of quick shots, but for some reason just hold on the needle for like 10 seconds. It's like, during dinner, I'm like, great. Just throw me into a tizzy here. Do you know the ones I hate the most? Just and they, because they they do actually come with a bit of pain. Is the ones right into your the veins in your hands for an IV, like oh. like when they're hooking up an IV. Those always they kind of suck, and then once they're in, they hurt for a while. But then once they start hooking bags up to the IV, like that feels cool because you can actually feel the injection, like stuff flushing into your veins and stuff. I like that feeling. 
No, no, that's what gets me. <laughs> that's what ruins me. I should probably stay away from any heroin. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I love the feeling of injection. Those things getting rushed into my veins. All right, Tyler, train spotting version. No, no thanks. No. <laughs> no, you're not a. If you were a rock star in New York in 1978, yeah, I'd give you a pass, but no. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm not afraid of needles. So I'll get but, the vac. I'll get the vaccine. That's good. And they give you candy after. Yeah. Here. After the vaccine for this for this COVID vaccine, they just give you candy. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's most that's doctors. just a doctor thing, right? Eh, not so much anymore. But it, it, you know, it's a weird doctor thing. I, I, like I had to go to the doctor recently for my hearing. Like I don't know, right side of my head just turned off. <laughs> for my ear, I just can't hear very well. Apparently, it's a buildup of earwax, but I didn't know what it was. But what's with doctors writing out a prescription? And it's just like you gotta go get a, a sucker. You gotta go get like a like a sucker fish put on your ear to suck out all that earwax. It was I had some had to pick up from the pharmacy, but like I was worried walking up with this note because I could not read a single letter or word in it, and it's like, do you speak doctor? Do like what is this? <laughs> and like, thank God they did. That's, that's a common thing with doctors. Like, they don't know how to write. Do they do it on purpose? Is it like a power move? Like, no, I don't no. have to fully put all the letters in words. I think they're just, they write a lot in the day, so they just scribble things. They scribble so many prescriptions out in a day, so they just... It's, it's weird can't. that pharmacists can always read it, though. They always seem to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, have you had an actual COVID test? In your nose? No, no, I've never had a COVID test. Never had to. No, neither have I. I'm sure it's coming. (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking about what we're doing this TV show. I was thinking, I'm like, man, should we go get tested? Do I have to go get tested when this is done? Like, what's what's, the deal? Yeah, no, I was worried, like, well, just because I've been out and around Hamilton and stuff, and then it went into the red zone. But, like, I'm feeling fine. But I know that there's total asymptomatic people that don't. Have yeah, any symptoms? We're working in a mall too. It's weird. It was scary. I know we were working there when it was closed, but like, it was surprisingly busy. Uh, I don't know, like, where to go to just get one done, and I, I don't think it's necessary. I guess if you don't need no. it, if you're not doing something where you need that proof or something. No, I don't think so. I think uh, I don't even think you can get it if you don't have symptoms. Oh no, or at least that was the case for a while. I know like there's like, just... yeah, I think there's like people like that are doing, if you're like working on certain jobs and stuff where like they want to make sure everybody's checked, like they're, they they seem to just have a lot of COVID tests out there. Well, that's good. There's people uh, that have I been tested like hundreds a... of times. Yeah, well, we're heading into the Christmas season, which they say is the worst because the virus is just ramping up and people are getting together and like I said, people, tons of people at the malls, but like, there's no mall Santa this year, which is good. I don't know. I always thought mall Santa was a little weird. I heard that they were gonna do mall Santas. They were just gonna put them in a big fish tank. A fish the kid, tank, and the kids can come up and lick the glass. But <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I thought maybe they just stand at ten feet away and just wave at them or something. Yeah, put their just hands ask. on the glass. Yeah, just like talk through a megaphone. Just, but uh, yeah, I like the idea of putting them in a, a glass a glass cube. That, that like 
that was probably always a fucking problem with like uh with the mall santas getting sick you know from all these little disease infected kids sitting on their laps all day i bet you there's so many mall santas that just get dysentery yeah these poor old dudes are like really sacrificing like the last good cartilage in their knees and the last bit of a good immune system like maybe they have a super good immune system because they're just like being past a bunch of snotty kids like all day just like their immune system has to be tough these guys are practically wizards and they look like wizards it must be it it must be it but what are they doing this like well you said they do have jobs this year but they can't all be working there's a lot of old fat dudes with white beards out of work this year there's a lot of people out of work i'm not too worried about the mall santas (laughs) you know i i think about everyone but you know every day i get a little i think about someone specific that's lost their job like mall santa (laughs) but that's but that's like a extra job for a retiree right that's just like a friendly old dude or like an old pervert like really the only people that would take that job just sad. I don't know. People that want to spread joy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. I always thought it was weird. Just this, just the, every year, just the idea of Santa gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, I don't think. Why we still celebrate it. uh, Yeah, I don't think it's anything I've ever, I don't think I've ever actually sat on a mall Santa's lap in my entire life. I don't think I did it. I don't think I did it. I don't think that was a thing my Your parents parents ever put you on Santa's lap and you're like two years old and just screaming and. It was ever anything that interested me. No. No. (laughs) Never interested you? You just, you get taken to the mall. You're like, I want to go see Lego. I don't want to see Santa. No, I just. Yeah, I'm not interested. I've never been a big Christmas guy, so. That's good. Even as a kid, that's, yeah, that's surprising. Kid. Yeah, I remember like yeah, I was a I was a full believer, and just I remember being real nervous every time I had to meet Santa. Even uh, the mall Santas. Even thought, the mall thought, Santas. Thought these guys were uh, real. <laughs> you start questioning things when you're young. Like, is mall Santa the same Santa from my dad's work Christmas party that I met? Like, what's like? How come none, like, of, none of them are Tim Allen? They yeah, over Tim Allen. <laughs> I think I was fairly young when I figured it out. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I think I had some questions when I found some price tags, like on my Sega Genesis, and I, you know, I don't think my parents fought that hard to keep that like joy alive of Santa. No, it's just kind of like you know, which why should parents really be no. humoring their kids like this anymore? No, like, they should take the credit. Take the credit. Be like, you're getting presents because we love you. And really, they're having this whole Santa idea, holding it over their kids so they'll behave for like a month. <laughs> That's really it, right? You're like, if you're bad, Santa's going to bring you a bunch of shit. And, uh, you know, no. he, end up do- he probably does anyways because it's the parents buying it. Stories are good. You should have stories. Uh, yeah, stories are totally good. And well, I know I'm shitting on another holiday j- enjoyed by children. Yeah. I, I shit on Halloween pretty good. Hasn't even been a month since you shit on Halloween. Um, but we can, I still want to have fun, joyous traditions that, you know, make sense. Ha- have nothing to do with weird, like, diabetic wizards living in the North Pole that have just, for some reason, want to make toys for kids all over the world. We don't know his true motivations, and we don't question him. 
Uh, and his, even the history of Santa gets really fucking weird. Like, it goes all the way to back to, like, Siberia, where, like... Pagan cults. Yeah. yeah the I local know. shaman I know. was, uh, you know, they didn't call him Santa. Yeah, there might have been one named Santa. There could have been. But uh, these shamans would essentially, they'd collect the magic mushrooms, and they would dress up like them. So right there, you got the red and the black. Yeah. So you got Santa's getup. So he wants to replicate the magic mushroom, the sacred mushroom that gives him the sacred visions that he'll pass on to his fellow people. Makes total and, sense. And then they they herd reindeer, you know, for uh, really just, you know, one of the main purposes is to actually filter the mushroom. So they feed the mushroom to the reindeer. Reindeer pisses it out. And, and then Santa, the piss. Santa drinks the piss. Yeah. And, like, you wonder, like, how long did it take for them to figure that out? I feel like it's just like, oh, that's uh, that's Gary there. He just drinks reindeer piss all day. He's a little touched in the head. If, you're, dr- day- if, if you're drinking a bunch of reindeer piss after, it's like psychedelic reindeer piss, yeah. you, they're going to start flying around at some point. Yeah, exactly. It's the whole idea of flying magical reindeer. And uh, the priest himself would then piss into these small cups and pass it around to the townsfolk. So they would drink there. They would drink his piss. By that point, it's filtered of all the poisons and it's extra potent. Yeah, that's like some old... That's like an old ritualistic, uh, shamanistic, psychedelic thing. Drinking your... You can drink your own piss when you're tripping balls and it's supposed to be the most potent. I've I've never tried it. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like the greatest thing to do when you're on mushrooms. Like that's not normally my. <laughs> well, your your kid your kidneys are gonna and your liver are gonna get rid of all the toxins that you've ingested, right? Yeah, it's gonna keep the the good parts, the the Christmassy cheer. That's what it's filt it's filtering out the bad and like filtering in the the Christmas cheer. But it, yeah, but some of the like some of those toxins obviously stay in your body, so you're gonna trip once from the initial ingestion, and then again from drinking your own piss. Yeah, but I guess that's why you just let the reindeers do it and you drink the reindeer piss. Yeah, yeah, I guess that that's what they did, and then they just had a grand old time, had visions of elves and fairies, which is of course ornaments and just bright colors, which is you know. Why don't we just celebrate that instead of this weird Christian Santa Santa he, God shit? Because you can't have a bunch of kids drinking reindeer piss and tripping balls. Like you just you that, know that, buy them. You that's know. like a coming of age thing. Maybe when you're like sixteen to eighteen. That's they, what I mean. It's for us, for everyone. Okay, I feel like Christmas is so centered around children and buying shit, buying shit for your kids, making your kids happy. We forget that we want to have fun too. So you know what? Buy your kids your Lego. Go put them in the corner. And go have fun with some mushroom piss drinks. That's you know? true. That's, I guess you could do that. Yeah. Just so you could get a nice big punch bowl. You know, you just load up on mushrooms. Just, uh, just you know, spend a few days just pissing into that bowl. You know, put some lemons, you know, put some spices. Get some refreshments in there. You know, you could serve it hot or cold. But, uh, yeah, once you have your Christmas party, uh, people will be having a gay old time. Seeing elves and shit. That's uh, that's Christmas I want. Well, go for it, man. You can do whatever you want this year. You're gonna have Christmas in quarantine again, so drink yeah. all the piss you want. And like, we don't have enough holidays <laughs> where we're just celebrating uh, just nature. 
and hu and humanity. Like as crazy as chaotic as humanity is, we need a holiday. We're all just like, hey, we're all fucked. <laughs> like just one of those. Like, who cares? People don't seem to celebrate Earth Day the way they used to. There's a couple a couple years there where like Earth Day was a big deal. Yeah, didn't they want to make you turn your lights off for an hour, something like that? Was that part of Earth Day? Yeah. You're right. You know, I'm sure there are some places where Earth Day is huge, probably in, like, Oregon, <laughs> <laughs> Portland. And, but, uh, you know, it should be worldwide. And just we just need more of them. we got a bunch of weird holidays centered around buying shit, so. Well, you can live your own life where you celebrate the world and the earth and nature every day and you don't give in to capitalism and buying shit all the time um i don't know i never i never go crazy on buying things on around any holiday um mostly because i'm broke um yeah, yeah no i always also, tell myself that but like you know i'm always worried i'm like oh someone's gonna be expecting something yeah it's uh, a weird it's a weird stressful holiday i don't worry about it i uh it should be like, Mom, Dad, uh, I got you some piss. <laughs> We're going to drink rain. it. I got you some reindeer piss. Okay, some reindeer piss. We're going to drink it on Christmas hey, Eve. Hey, you had a trip balls. Have a good yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it'd be fantastic time. I think so. All right, so let's get into our topic today, which is uh, a fun one we've had on our list of uh, topics to touch on for quite a while. We wanted to hit on all the serious ones before we, we come out. Well, this one could be serious. We don't know. But uh, we're going to be talking about zombies today because uh, that's something we haven't worried about yet in 2020 is zombies. Which I'm surprised it hasn't came up. Like, there is a con contagious pandemic. There's a virus yeah. going around. Oftentimes, yeah, but it's not turning people into, like, crazed, uh, uh, brain-thirsty people. But like, sometimes uh, that's the next step in the story is that there's a virus, and the virus turns people into zombies. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess you could, like, in a way, uh, they're turning people into zombies than the way that, like, you know, you know, the conspiracy theorists would call it, oh, these sheeple, these zombies, man, wake up. Like, we got those kinds of zombies, but, uh, yeah, nothing, we're not running through the streets from, uh, these, these crazed bloody maniacs yet. Yeah, nobody's eating themselves um, yet. Yeah, but zo zombies is, you know, that's a big, especially in movies, obviously, it's a big end-of-the-world theme, you know, and zombies can happen in many different ways, and, and, but, uh, can it actually happen in real life? That's uh, something I wanted to find out. So I found a little, little bit of information on that. Uh, some of it's scary. Some of it's sad. Some of it's hilarious. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. Hist uh, zombies have a fun history. Um, yeah, like, I, I think zo zombies could be a possibility. I think we saw it a few years ago when bath salts were running rampant and there's people eating people's faces. I yeah. think there was like, some real fear that zombies were a thing. That was probably the last time zombies was actually really brought up in the news in any way, was the guy that he ate the other guy's face in Florida. Wasn't, like, there a couple cases where they're like, oh, shit, this might be, like, there's a drug going around that's turning people uh, into face-eating zombies. 
Yeah, and it's not just basalts, meth. There's there's other one called flaca. Have you ever heard of that? It's, I think so, yeah. I think it's similar to that. But yeah, people just go ape shit and they either attack other people and bite them or bite themselves. There's a report recently of this guy. He's like 400 pounds. Um, basically, he was uh, on a huge meth binge in some hotel room. Had the police called on him. I guess because he was uh, he was just biting into his arm, like tearing out whole chunks of meat from his own arm, and just like screaming and ravaging around like a demon. That's terrifying. Was he just and on the, meth? Yeah, and the co- it took a lot for the cops to actually like take him down and uh, subdue him. But like that's all he wanted to do, just, just scream and just a mental yeah. breakdown because of a substance. Yeah, and then, and then whatever fucked up mental psyche shit that he's got going on just forced him to start eating his own flesh yeah cause yeah if you really look at it drugs are really the main creators of like the closest thing to zombies right you wanna alter a human being's mind till they're like this scary but but you get the different kind of zombies like you get the meth head eating his own arm running around naked zombie which is I guess similar to like uh what twenty eight days later? But he's not. He's not probably contagious. Like if a meth head bites you, you might get. You might get something. Yeah, you're not getting high. You're not getting. Like, but you're not going to become what he was. No. Or she was. You're not going to become that. You're just going to maybe have an infection on the bite wound from where yeah. the meth head bit you. Yeah, and then you got the the other zombie, the slow zombie. You got the heroin addict, who's just slumped over. Can hardly walk, can hardly move. Night of the Living Dead, like zombie. Yeah. Like Night of the Living Dead zombie. That's right. That's heroin. Heroin meth, the two different zombies. That's that's the more the more romantic zombie to get behind because I think you, you can get away from a slow zombie. The fast oh, zombies yeah. are scary. There you go. Romanticizing heroin again, time. No more <laughs> no injecting. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, I'd much prefer a heroin zombie than a meth zombie. Yeah, I would Any totally day. prefer. And a coke zombie, he would just talk your head off for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Start planning music festivals around you. But it's funny because um, some of the oldest history of zombies and the word zombie uh, comes from uh, Haitian culture in Haiti, uh, which they basically worship voodoo and... Right. Similar religions to voodoo that come from parts of Africa. Uh, so the the word zombie basically means like a reanimated body. You know, a dead person brought back to the life for the purpose of slavery. Okay. So they would use black magic to bring bodies back to life and uh, get them to work on the farm, basically, you know. Get, get them to pull a plow or feed the chickens. I don't know what they were doing. Right, uh, so zombies were just farmers? Pretty much they just brought people back to work. <laughs> they brought people back to life just to work, which is crazy. It's like you lose your farm hand, he dies. You're like, use a little black magic, and he's back, and we don't have to pay him this time. And, and these people just died organically? Like they just died of natural yeah. causes? And then they're like, okay, that person's dead, but he was really good with a plow. Let's bring yeah. him back. Let's bring him back. All right. No, he might not be the same. He might drool a lot. He might smell like death. But, you know, he's a hell of a plowman. Yeah. So they, uh, so they would do these different rituals in their culture 
to basically turn him into a zombie. And that's what the zombies used for. This zombie wasn't trying to eat their brain or eat their flesh. Like, you're not going to turn into one. They were just a slow, dumb person walking around the property that could do very menial tasks. Yeah, just an undead person. Now, although this is all in folklore and, like, voodoo religion, there is a whole bunch of accounts of explorers and different people coming to Haiti and actually experiencing these zombies, like going to a plantation and, like, seeing a bunch of these zombified workers, like, out there in the fields, just, like, completely dead-eyed, just, like, looking half-dead, working away in the field. Now you're thinking, like, what the hell are they actually bringing people back from the dead? That's that's interesting, because if you go to, like, a a factory or some fucking place where everybody hates their job and they just yeah, they look dead. dead they're just dead eyed and they've been doing it for fucking 18 years just day in day out they're pretty much zombies themselves yeah but these are literal zombies i guess but uh in this case they're they're starting to think that part of these rituals you know there it might not necessarily take place with a a dead person right it might be more of a sacrificial person, you know, someone they want to turn into a slave. Right. Not necessarily dead, but they will essentially take over their mind through the use of uh, a poison of one plant and uh, a psychedelic, a terrifying psychedelic called Datura from another plant. And they would use this, basically keep this person in a constant state of, like, disassociation and they don't know who they are, but... They have no free will left and are, will do anything you say. Yeah, just gain control over them. Yeah. Uh, it, sounds, it seems like they're a little brain dead, too, so, like, they can't do that much. But uh, that's what they think was actually going on in, in Haitian culture and different African cultures, is people are basically being put under the spell of these weird mixtures of plants. Yeah, so, again, using drugs and substances to control people to zombify them yeah um you know that's stuff like that still talked about in haitian culture today i don't think anyone's still doing that you know there might be a handful of zombies uh, haitian zombies floating around there yeah Uh, that's horrifying it is horrifying but yeah the whole idea of like the flesh eating you know brains like flesh falling off the body zombie that didn't come until, you know, I think the 50s into the world of film. Like, uh, the whole idea of a zombie, I think, was, you know, it was in literature in, in early on, like old horror literature, like the idea of Frankenstein, right? That's basically a zombie. It's a reanimated body. Yeah. Just becomes this horrible monster. But he just wants to love. There wasn't any other zombie text or anything floating around before, like... Um, I guess if you look at religious stories, like, probably in Christianity and stuff, talking what was, about, like... What was the first zombie movie? First zombie movie, uh... Oh, God. I, I had it. I had it. It was in... They made it in the 50s. Uh, I think it was a... Bela Lugosi was in it. I know that. He was the guy that played Dracula in those old movies because he straight up looked like a scary vampire man. Was it White Zombie? Was it White Zombie? That's it. It was released in 1932. Yeah. Also, uh, also an awesome band. Yeah, that's Rob Zombie's band. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. 
and then Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead is the one that really cemented the uh, the movie zombie, the one that we see today. The one, like the, they still depict this slow moving, like but once it gets right up to you, it'll bite your face off kind of zombie. Yeah, White Zombie is considered the first feature length zombie film. The zombies came in many different ways in, into movies and stuff, right? So you like you get the virus or the infection that spreads, turns people mad, uh, either created in nature or created in a lab. I think you know, in movies it's mostly created in a lab. Like you get the Resident Evil movies. What, what else you got? You got the, the rising up from hell. That's that's what I think the um, yeah the George Romero movies kind of based on right like it's nothing in science it's just the dead just start rising yeah which that's that's probably the most terrifying prospect right because like like with a virus or an infection that's still science we can crack that but also just grandma just like pulls herself out of the ground (laughs) yeah yeah like a whole cemetery of people just starts rising and eating brains that's night of the living dead isn't it that is or evil dead those are those plots of those movies and they're generally slower like uh i think yeah they're probably the slowest ones his the the first movie he made definitely the slowest uh then you work your way all the way up to uh what World War Z? Remember that with Brad Pitt? Uh, I think I saw the trailer for it. Um, yeah. they, they were fast zombies, so. Oh yeah, and I think there's a Korean one where it's like they have a hive mind, right? They all just work in this crazy flow of people. Now, out of all those, I don't know what's more likely to happen, what kind of zombie we're gonna get, but uh, the idea of us getting a virus or an infection or even rabies. Some extreme super form of rabies, which uh, normal rabies already causes anger and kind of a chaotic mind when people get it. But they're generally going to die after because no one survives rabies. No one survives rabies? No, after a certain point. Like if you don't don't get get a vaccination for it. Yeah, if you don't don't get a shot right away, you're probably going to die of rabies. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like rabies used to be more of a problem than it is now. You don't hear about, like, oh, stay away from that pack of rabid coyotes as much yeah. as I did when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just less people picking up wild animals and messing with wild animals. Uh, uh, that could be it. And humans have all been vaccinated for it, so it's not, like, if you get bit by a raccoon or something that might have rabies, you go and you get a shot, you take care of the wound, and you, we can clean it up. We've gotten ahead of it. We can clean it up quickly. Yeah. But, uh, but but if something new comes along, some super rabies, man, and, what if, and people yeah, what start if it's biting so, yeah. other people. But uh, yeah, rabies normally kills you pretty quick. It also you can't drink anything; it dehydrates you to death almost. So that's why people foam at the mouth and stuff too. Interesting. But uh, that was like I remember reading some science about like the science of zombies and like what's the closest thing, and they're like, eh, it's like rabies could make people snap. Like, uh, at least if you're looking at diseases, that would make people kind of zombie-like. Yeah. What's another What's another one I was going to... Oh, pa- like, uh, parasites. Almost like an alien, right? Oh, can you imagine, like, a little parasite creature taking over the brain? Yeah. And it just has full control over the human body. There's a few zombie movies that do that. I can't think of them. Uh, 
We need uh, we need Jeff on here. He's our movie expert. Yeah, we do. That Turns seems out. realistic, though. Like that seems like there could be some sort of parasite or a bug that comes from another planet or from our planet and could take over your mind and yeah, then could start controlling your body. Um, yeah, because it could just make us seem normal. Like, the uh, what's the movie? Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? The aliens come down, they basically infect the human race, they get into all these people, but they, you know, they're acting totally normal. You wouldn't know anything's wrong. Or yeah. would, like, or would it, we just become this crazy, ravenous animal because that's the mind of this parasite and it just wants to uh, replenish itself so you just run around eating other people. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And how does it spread? Does the parasite have to jump from body to body, or I guess it can multiply? Is it like the thing? Bat soup. Like bat soup. No. <laughs> it's always, always bat soup. Just don't eat bat soup. Oh, yeah, that's how we got here in the first place. That's what they say. That's just a meme. That's just silly. You think so? That used to be, that was the reason. I know they said that, but it's, it's I think it's wet markets in general. Is the idea of it can easily make a virus like this, but we all know escape from a lab, so it might just turn us into zombies. Wait, we all know that it escaped from the lab? I didn't know that. No, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I think. And the lab in Wuhan that it escaped from is, uh, its symbol is a little umbrella, which is the same symbol in Resident Evil from the lab where they had that virus that turned everyone into zombies. So, so you're saying next year, 2021, it's probably Corona is going to evolve to be zombies. You're the zombie. Oh, yeah. I'm not the, the, you don't believe me? No? That's I believe you. I, it could happen. That, that would make it easier to de- detect who has it than yeah. it is now. If it was a bunch of people walking around like zombies, you'd be like, oh, that person has COVID-19. Stay away. Yeah, person with like just melting white eyes and just like drooling blood. I think I think they need help. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like if if zombies did happen in the real world, but like they were kind of slow walking around zombies, like would we eventually come up with a cure, or would we just kind of like corral them into this one area until we figure out? I think that's like, what they did on that one TV show about zombies. You know, they finally just got to a point where they're like, oh, that's a zombie area. They stay away. Yeah. Maybe they'll get out of the fences. Oh, yeah. The Walking Is it The Walking Dead? Yeah. I used to watch that. Uh, yeah, I watched a bit of it, but I don't think I ever got into it. Just got a little repetitive. And I'm like, what? why do you guys even want to be alive in that world, right? There's so many zombies, though. Like, it gets to the point where there's just zombies everywhere. There's more zombies than non-zombies. Yeah, and I guess you just stick together with the non-zombie people and hope you survive. Yeah, and, like, how come zombies always just want to eat the flesh? That's, like, brains or just, like, they just want to tear people apart. It's, like, that's always the go-to. They have no other goals. They don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Like, that's why I always thought it would be funny to have, like, a... Like a crazy wall of zombies that all work together that just build structures and stuff and walls and just random. So you thing. you want to get back to the original Haitian zombies that are Haitian just zombies that are just farmers and construction workers and yeah a little bit take take that idea mix it with the infectious zombie movies 
fast, fast food employees. They're just their service workers now. No, but like they all have this random goal of, of just building random walls and structures. So like they're not dangerous. They're just inconvenient. Like you just leave your house in the morning. There's just like a random wall all down the middle of your street for no reason. You're like, God damn zombies. zombies. Zombies building walls everywhere. And you just keep killing them. They just keep coming up again, building more stuff. Entire town's a maze because zombies. Yeah. But they don't bite you or hurt you. No. They, just, they just build walls. Yeah. What if they just... <laughs> Bunch of good masons. Just Freemason fucking just building walls. They just yeah. got a bunch of bricks. Or like, what if they all just start joining hands and that's their... Just create this giant wall of zombies. I don't know why I'm obsessing over this idea. That sounds like very ha- happy, peaceful construction worker zombies. Yeah, ha- yeah. No one ever talks about happy zombies. People just turn and it's just they become these people that just want to rut- skip around all day and sing songs and you know pat dogs on the head and laugh. Because like the only thing keeping most zombies going is the want for human brains, right? Yeah. Because then they can keep, they're not dead because they've eaten the living brain. Is that it? Is that their sustenance? They need human brains. They never really explain why they want to eat flesh. Is it just natural? I guess so. I think think the idea is that as long as they can keep eating living thoughts and ideas and brains, then they can stay alive. So they're just getting smarter with every brain. So there's some really smart zombies out there who've just devoured a shitload of brains, devoured the knowledge. That'd be... Yeah, you don't see that zombie movie. Well, most of the time the zombies are dumb. I know. That'd be hilarious, though. They just keep... they eat until they're a genius. <laughs> yeah. They just have this empty world full of a bunch of un, just undead geniuses. Okay. So we have all this knowledge and nowhere to put it because we've destroyed society. Built a new society. You don't need to be alive. I don't know. I, I, I think we're living in a world right now where something could happen. That a new disease... Uh, I'm not against new disease outbreaks happening. And there could be something that creates zombie-like creatures. It, it would it'd really show what's going on today and look, seem pretty light if that happened. Like, I feel like we're going through a pretty light pandemic anyways compared to how pandemics can go, like, and have gone. Like, you know, the, the one before us in 1918 and shit, every pandemic before that was pretty atrocious with well, the I kill think, count. I think, like... The, the fear level of this pandemic has been in the right spot. Yeah, no, I feel like this is, yeah, we're certainly going through a pandemic with a real virus, but it feels like it's a test run for the really bad one, right? We see what we did wrong. We see what we did right. And then when the really horrible one sh- shows up, that's going to like turn our insides in the mush, <laughs> possibly make us zombies. Then we're kind of ready for it. Yeah. No, this is ex- this little test pandemic, if that's what you're calling it. Um, yeah. It's really exposed the people that are able to save themselves, the people that are able to save their families, or the people who just don't give a shit that if there was zombies walking around out there, they're still going to go to the fucking beach 
and get <laughs> eat and get eaten by beach zombies. There's gonna be totally zombie denial people out there. Of course, like, of course, yeah. there'll be zombie denial people. Even while they're getting their arm bitten off by some ravenous zombie, yeah, like, I'm not gonna turn just into what, a... Yeah, this is just what the media wants you to want you to think. This is an actor. <laughs> Even after they turn into a zombie, uh, I'm not turning into a zombie, man. I'm not a zombie. Ah, eat your brains. Yeah, there's there's always gonna be those people. And, uh, you I, know, didn't, I didn't eat your brains because I'm a zombie, man. I ate your brains because I wanted to. Because I do what I want. I don't let the government control me. That's fine. Those are the people that die in the, in zombie movies. So <laughs> the jerks that nobody likes. They're normally the first to go, or at least halfway through the movie. You know. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of jerk. The first batch of zombies are going to be a bunch of jerks that didn't listen to the. People saying, hey, there's zombies out there. Yeah, and we're going to have to go into zombie lockdown, you know, with our two-by-fours and everything. Yeah, then and you're going to want a bunch of chainsaws. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was going to say, Tyler. I'm like, are you zombie prepared, do you think? Are you ready? I out there a, in Burgessville in that house of yours? I got a chainsaw. I think that's all you need. Yeah. So it's going to run out of gas eventually. Yeah. yeah. You just have to think. I feel like that's scarier for human people because they'll just hear the noise and they won't come near you. you have to, I feel, uh, I feel like swift... zombies, zombies, if you get up high, too, they're not good at climbing things, right? No, no, not normally. <laughs> Unless they keep piling up to the point where they just create this <laughs> little ramp to get up to your roof, right? Right. That's talking a lot. This is a game I used to always play at uh, different jobs I had, factory jobs, labor jobs. Like, what if zombies come right now? You know, I have to use my surroundings to protect myself. So I used to always play this with coworkers. Yeah. So, like, what do you got in your room? What do you... Got a lamp. You're coming through the door. You're going to take them out with a lamp? I got a lamp. Uh, I got my dog. Dog lamp. <laughs> it's dog the dog going to do. going to throw your dog as a distraction? And... You might bark at them. Yeah, it, that's terrifying. Um... I got a lot of paper. I could paper cut them. Yeah, I'm looking at. I, uh, I got my guitar. I got some steel, or I got some metal folding chairs. I can just go WWE on their ass. Totally. Choke slam. I got lots of extra kitchen appliances down here. Lots of heavy, hard objects. Yeah. I think I'd be okay in this basement. You need a big blunt object just to take out their brains before they take out your brains. That's, that's the key, right? Take out the head. I'm not. I'm not too afraid of zombies. Not, I'm more. I'm more I. afraid <laughs> of a illness or disease that leads to zombies, or drugs. It can yeah, be think, drugs. You think they'll? Uh, they'll just like. But I feel like people aren't like willingly gonna all take this drug that'll turn into a zombie. Like not enough. There are crazy people because there's already people doing it, but. That's more of like a case of someone spiking the water supply with like some crazy drug, right? Yeah, then a bunch of people accidentally ingest the drug and then turn into zombies, a whole town. Drive the whole town mad. Yeah. Well, that's that's happened before. There's been reports of that happening. One specifically in France. There's a town in France. I think it had to do with their bread. They had a ergot infection. Which, uh, which is a fungus that grows on wheat, 
Uh, it's the same thing used to make LSD, ergot fungus. Um, so they think all these people ate this tainted bread and just got real loaded, like really high, and the whole town just went nuts. Like that's, hundreds of people. That's wild. It's, it's wild that we don't hear stories like that happening more often of mass poisonings. Oh, there is. There's, there's all kinds of them if you really look for them. Some of them are like either actual accounts, others are like just written in like religious texts or religious stories yeah. or mythology. But there's a lot of stuff in mythology and like religious storytelling with it's hiding a lot of like true history and stuff. But yeah, there are a lot of cases of that. The whole witch, you know, witch trials was like a horrible way to suppress women, but it was also a way to suppress these like. That was that was bread too, I think. I think that was, it was. The fucking the ergot and the bread. Yeah, they were blaming witches on these bad crops that would make people mad because they had ergot in there, and they'd just be tripping out in their their little wooden homes like the witches. Yeah, and, got and who did it? The woman that was staying at home making bread all day. She yeah. must be a witch. And that sucks because like women got lumped into this whole witch thing. To the point where it's like they don't even go after the real witches anymore. They're just looking for any excuse to take women down, which is horrible. Yeah. Like there are real witches out there. They're called pagans. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're living in nature, and they can make fairies. Yeah, the whole idea, the whole idea of a, a mad woman living in the woods in a cauldron. It's like that's actually kind of accurate. Like there were people like that. Yeah, and, uh, it's more the Christians coming to. Uh, to burn them in their their horrible pagan ways. Yeah. That's... Not so much as like that that woman talked. <laughs> I don't know. A while <laughs> it was a while ago, but I, I think a big part of that was the the bread being poisoned, and then they they thought that these ladies were making witch bread. <laughs> witch they, bread. And then they burnt them all, and then the. The entire village would be like, now there's nobody to make bread because you burnt all the women. Yeah. Nobody eat witch bread. Which one? The witch bread. The witch bread. That one. Witch the bread. one witch bread. The one that the witch made. Stupid We're comedians, humans. Tyler. We are comedians. Stupid, stupid humans. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? Zombies, not too worried. Not no. that scary. Don't think it's going to happen. Low on the threat level. Yeah, zombies are low on the threat level, but a contagious disease that creates zombies a little higher on the threat level. Yeah, but you know what else might be on the threat level? Aliens. <laughs> All right. Is that time's the end of the show. Time to read from the field guide to extraterrestrials. All right. Skip into a random page. Let's yeah. go near the back where they're weird. Let's pick a random alien. Oh, it's Mothman. We already talked about Mothman. Mothman Prophecies. Okay, oh boy. Dustin Here, you're, Hoffman. You're going to like this one, Tyler. We're finally getting into the good stuff that you like. This one is a praying mantis. This is oh. a giant six-foot-tall mantis man. An interdimensional mantis man? An insectoid. This uh. was witnessed uh, 1973 in Cooksville, Maryland. So, in case you didn't notice, all alien sightings happened between 1970 and 1983. So, according to every witness we've read about. According to the book that got. Yeah, so this alien we're describing, yeah, I'd say it looks like a mantis. Here, I'll show you a picture. 
Yeah, up Whoa. a little, up a little higher, Brandon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, looks Just like showing a, him on the. Key. Looks like a praying mantis with a big gray alien head. Yeah, it looks like a kind of a friendly praying mantis. Praying mantis have the big scary. I had a pro. I had a Yeah. How how high is he standing? Six feet off the ground. He's about six feet. Yeah, and he doesn't have big spiky claws. It looks like he actually has digits. Like he could shake this insect's hand. That's cool. Let's uh, let's hear what's going on. Why is this? Why are people seeing this giant bug? Let's find out. So one Friday evening, after law classes at the University of Baltimore, the witness headed toward Olney to meet a friend at 7 p.m. About 15 miles outside of Baltimore, she looked to his left and saw a beam of light strike a barn about 100 feet from his car. Hovering in the air was a huge object with a ring of alternating red and yellow lights. It was unlike anything the veteran had ever seen in Vietnam. His car window was open, and the object made no sound. So this guy's getting some Vietnam flashbacks already. <laughs> That's what he thought of right away. Yeah. It's like the Viet Cong, they found me. When the beam of light died out, she became fearful. He felt something coming up behind him. Suddenly he saw this object overhead and felt an electric current running down his spine. The next thing she knew, he was approaching Olney and felt quite relaxed. When he arrived at the bar, his friend was nowhere in sight. Bartender told Shia that his friend had been there at 7 p.m., but Shia looked at the clock and it was now 9 p.m. So uh, he got to the bar late. His, uh, his buddy's gone, and uh, now he has some missing time. So he probably just hopefully stayed and got drunk anyways. So a decade later, the Washington lawyer decided to undergo hypnosis to resolve the lingering uneasiness and fear associated with that episode of Missing Time. So during regression hypnosis with abduction researcher Bud Hopkins, Shia remembered being ter too terrified to look at the object. So as he continued driving, he saw four people at the side of the road, but they weren't people. They were bugs. They were bugs. You know, the creatures are dressed in black kind of a plastic armor. Their faces are black. It looked as if they were wearing helmets with a line down the middle that came to a point. They, actually, they looked like grasshoppers, he said. They had long arms and bowed legs like a monkey's. So he described it as a grasshopper and a monkey in the same breath. Interesting. Three of the creatures were quite large. The fourth was small and was wearing a black silky suit with a zipper at the front. To Shia, this being also seemed older. Very ancient, actually. So he sounds like the uh, Jiminy Cricket. That's kind of <laughs> what he's describing. It's like a little Jiminy Cricket in a little shiny suit. So I think we're about to ready to hear a song. <laughs> that would be amazing. You just start, they just start singing to him. The witness remembered the mysterious light shining down from above as he stepped out of his car. The craft was nearby, and he could hear a low whir. Like a whir. Uh, is that the sound he's trying to describe? Uh, actually, there were two. Actually, there were two craft. Smaller one on the ground and the larger one hovering above. Later inside one of the craft, Shia was put on a table and examined. Samples of various kinds were collected from his body. Come. And the story ends there. <laughs> Just, really? That's where yeah. it ends? They took him onto the ship. They took all sort of samples from his body, piss, shit, cum, all of it. And then that's it. That's where the story ends. 
you know, I don't know how he resolves this. Is he taken again? What did the bugs do? Did they tell him anything? Do they sound like grasshoppers? They had a ship, though. But this idea of a, of a six-foot-tall praying mantis... Now, yeah. this isn't the first time I've heard this type of creature being witnessed. Uh, very common in DMT experiences. Yes. People take very intense DMT trips or even ayahuasca trips. They'll meet all kinds of entities and, and, and spirits and stuff. But a very common one uh, is a very large praying mantis. Very Which, wise, very large, wise praying mantis. They're always smart. Yes, they, they seem to, if you're meeting more than one, generally <laughs> the praying mantis is the one kind of controlling everything. You get the sense of that when people talk about experiencing it. Especially people that do this DMT all the time. They're like, oh yeah, I met the fairies, I met the purple lady, but the praying mantis, that's... He's the one controlling everything. Don't listen to the dragons. They're making it up. They're not in control. Yeah, the dragons are making it up. The elves are just there to talk. Yeah. See, yeah, and you sound absolutely insane talking about it, but if you've ever done DMT, it sounds totally normal. <laughs> sounds like what happens. Yeah. And it, the, the mantis, the interdimensional mantis man, is, yeah, it feels like... You're special if you meet the Mantis Man. Yeah. Like, this Mantis Man has uh, been sighted throughout history. There's even cave paintings depicting large insect-like creatures that kind of look like a mix between a praying mantis and a man. Yeah. So, it's you always, know. It's always fascinated me. So I like praying mantises. As a kid, I used to catch them and put them in cheese, cheese whiz jars. I know. Should should we just be leaving them alone, not putting them in cheese whiz? <laughs> Are we going to be living like a horrible afterlife when we die because we have to go to this realm controlled by mantises? Oh, I was always nice to the the praying mantis. So if they have any connection to the larger interdimensional praying mantis, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. So you know, I guess that's some advice going forward because. We don't really know what's going on in this crazy universe, but that's at least one thing you can do that might help you out in the future is leave the mantises alone. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I like bugs. I, I I, don't kill them. When I find a spider in the house, I collect them, let them go. Even when I lived in Australia, I'd find the big-ass ones the size of my hand. I'd just make sure they get out of the house safely. Well, you got to think, like, those bugs are pretty much living in another dimension themselves where where these giant human creatures that come and just fuck their shit up and squish them with fucking newspapers. Yeah, they just live in a whole other world. Like, time must run differently being that size. Like, gravity's different that size. The fact that, like, like, a bug or an ant can just... You can just drop one off the highest building and it'll land on the ground totally fine. Because it's just, it's so light, and it's hardly affected by our gravity. Not affected by the impact, yeah. Uh, Who knows? Maybe this, and the idea of a hive mind, and all these bugs working together in unison. Yeah, the way bees work. What if that's what this this giant mantis is? It's the ultimate hive mind. The ultimate controller, controlling everything. Yeah, just living on the other side of the veil, in another dimension, just... Just overlooking everything. Can you imagine just that's God, just a giant praying mantis? Do you know how many upset Christians? Oh, uh, like, I believe they, that. They just 
enter the big bright white light and they're like, I'm gonna meet Jesus. And they just, this giant six foot bug walks up. They're like, hello, welcome. I'm Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm Jesus. Uh, I don't know why you guys depicted me as like a, a well fit uh, hippie, but no. I'm this a giant a, mantis. I control everything. <laughs> I believe it. And if this is, yeah, and because a lot of religions, you know, and depict their gods in like these very majestic ways and a lot of these come from visions they have often caused by certain psychedelic uh, plants and certain things in early religions and stuff and if you're seeing these crazy visions of, of gods and stuff and people have witnessed the mantis before it must have been witnessed in the past like it would be amazing today if there was just a religion worshipping this giant praying mantis I'm sure there is somewhere you're probably right. Maybe there's a little mantis inside of all of us. You know what? I hope so. Hope, <laughs> hope our souls. Yeah, yeah. Hope we're just when we die, we just uh, become a little mantis and fly away. Just controlling everything. <laughs> yeah, just like in, like in Men in Black, the little alien sitting in the front seat, right yeah. in the guy's head. We're just a little mantis in all of our heads right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we're doomed. Yeah, we are doomed. And uh, praise, praise Mantis. They're already praying. They have the praying hands up already. That's that's what I mean. It's uh, I didn't know there's such a holy creature. It's, there's so much symbolism in the Mantis. I know. So you know, just stay safe. I'm just gonna say praise Mantis. Praise Mantis. Praise Mantis. We just started a cult, Tyler. I think so. <laughs> <laughs>